listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. The grades to go to college. Why the NBA? It's all been a challenge. You know, I was 40 years old and I'm sitting back and I'm looking back at my career. I went to college, playing the NBA. Maybe I had a great career, maybe not. Should I have answered that challenge? You guys will always be in my heart. God, I love you guys. What can I say? Mamba out. Of ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you for joining us. He loves it when we play that song. My former neighbor in the Garden State. He is the notorious Ohm. Ohm Yamasuk joins us on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Ohm, long time, my friend. What's going on, Larry? Thanks for having me back on in uh, New York City. You know, I always love coming on NYC Airways. I know that, man. And listen, let me say this. Off the top, you've been doing phenomenal work out west since you've been uh, since you've been recommissioned <laughs> on the west coast. Phenomenal work, my friend. You're doing a great job. Great job. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I appreciate it very much. Oh, just for us here on the on the east coast, what's it like out there? How are the? We understand that, and people have been saying that Kobe is the Lakers now, right? He is. He is L.A. almost, even with all the, the uh, you know, the glitz and the glamour and the actors and the superstars and everything. It's really Kobe Bryant. So how is L.A. dealing with this tragedy? Yeah, Larry, I wouldn't even say almost. He is Los Angeles. Okay. The entire city is mourning uh, and continues to mourn. I mean, uh, if you go to L.A. Live tonight, you will see probably hundreds and hundreds of people packed um, paying their respects just. Uh, nowhere to go, just wandering around, talking to each other, wearing Kobe Bryant jerseys, looking at all the candles that are lit, jerseys being laid out on the ground. I, I actually was on the East Coast. I was in Philadelphia with the Lakers on Saturday night when LeBron passed Kobe, and then LeBron spending uh, about 12 minutes just just talking about stories about Kobe Bryant and how Kobe inspired him, how Kobe was kind of like a, a mentor and an idol to him. Uh, told us a story about how Kobe kind of gave him his shoes one time, and even though it was a size too small, he wore them in a the game because that's how much Kobe meant to him. And then even now, um, in retirement, having Kobe come out with Gigi and watching him play meant so much to him. This was all, you know, hours before Kobe passing away in the helicopter crash, and the Lakers finding out on the on their flight back home from Philadelphia, they decided to fly a day later. Um, because it was such a late game that Saturday night. Uh, the entire city and the organization's feeling it. The only thing I can equate it to for New York to fully uh, comprehend and understand this would probably be if something, God forbid, knock on wood, happened to Derek Jeter. Mm. But, but you know, because it's 20 seasons, it's a guy who won championships. It's a, the New York City saw Derek Jeter grow into a man there. But Derek Jeter was also still somewhat a very private guy. Kobe was very flawed, right? Kobe did have – he was very human. Kobe had uh, some mistakes off the court. He obviously had his running with Shaq. Los Angeles felt that it watched Kobe grow into a man. Kobe was theirs, and they were there all along from the bottoms to the highs. And so I think that's where you see this connect. And also, Kobe was so international. Derek Jeter, as big as he is uh, around the country, you know, China – worshipped and adored Kobe Bryant. So you you have that international aspect going on, too. So in a way, that's the only thing I could probably tell New York of how to equate it. So if New York were to ever go through something like this, it would have to be something like that. 
Um, what was it about Kobe in an era where, you know, you've spoken to hundreds and hundreds of athletes in your career. And so often, as I have found out, there's a few who aren't really familiar with their history of, of players who preceded them and, you know, in particular sports. But what is it about Kobe who's had his hand, his fingerprints on a couple of generations of, of, of players to the point that you're looking at Kyrie Irving didn't play against the Knicks. Chris Paul sits out in his game. Uh, what was it about him and his imprint on this next generation of NBA players? Kobe was Michael Jordan to an entire generation. For you and I, Larry, we grew up and, and you know, we watched Michael Jordan and how great he was. And probably to you and I, Michael Jordan probably is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But then after that, there was just an entire generation that never saw Michael Jordan play. But Kobe Bryant was Michael to them. And, you know, you've probably seen that video that's on Twitter yeah. where you see uh, Kobe and Michael almost like, you know, basically frame to frame doing everything exactly the same way. Um, but Kobe let everybody into his life in a way that Michael didn't. Um, Kobe was a student of the game, not only a student of just trying to make himself better, but he knew the history of the game. Um, he was willing to talk about that all the time. He was open. Um, he, he had relationships. He had ups and downs with the media here, but through it all, he kind of respected the media. And, you know, I think he, he built relationships with people. He let people into his life. And I think that's the difference. And you see guys now, Trey Young, um, even like, you know, look, when this tells you how big Kobe Bryant is, right? When LeBron James came to Los Angeles, he wasn't fully welcomed. And I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about the fans here in the city because there was a division. There are still Kobe fans here who saw LeBron James as the rival and as the enemy. Mm. And so you had LeBron James murals going up, like painters, like street artists putting stuff up, and they would be vandalized, presumably by Kobe Kobe supporters who just weren't thrilled with LeBron putting on the purple and gold. That's how much people love Kobe. That's how much Kobe meant to this city. And so I think, you know, when you look at it now, I was just watching the 60-point game, yeah. the encore of his final game, and it was, it's, it's heartbreaking. There's a, you know, I, I found myself smiling at times and laughing at just how ridiculous that game was. And then they would shoot to his family and Gigi, and it was heartbreaking to see that, yeah. knowing that we won't see what Gigi will become and really knowing what Kobe was about to become off the court. This dude had started his post-game career winning an Oscar. Yeah. We don't even know. He was just scratching the surface of what else was left to become of him, and that was the greatness about Kobe. And I think that's what really you know, resonates today is just that he still had another life. And also I think there's a lot of people, and, and, and as great as he was on the court, a lot of people are really feeling this from a family perspective mm-hmm. of him and his daughter. And I think that is the thing that is really hitting people so hard was that he finally kind of showed us post-career what it was like. We saw him with his daughter and him talking to his daughter and him raising his daughter and going to the games and coaching and things like that. I think that's where it's really hitting a lot of people hard. You know what, Oh, that's right where I was going, my friend. And it's we're starting to see more and more athletes letting you see them with their families. It just looks like, you know, with with social media, it's just like everything is just – you know, overflown now, you know, everything is just yeah. out in the forefront, but him and his family, it just seems like now, oh, um, everywhere you went, he had a family member with him. It's it, it, it just, it says a lot about um, athletes and their responsibility with their families. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there was like for a while there when players would go up in their post-game press conferences, mm-hmm. they would bring up their son or their daughter up with them and things like that. But that would be probably the extent you would see it. Uh, but Kobe, and you know, listen, when I first got to Los Angeles, uh, when Lonzo Ball's first season here, we didn't really see Kobe all that often. I think we saw him like once, and that was it. But it turned out that Gigi was watching, and Kobe would tell this later, Gigi loved watching the NBA so much that Kobe started watching the NBA again. Mm. <laughs> and then now Kobe was coming out to games, and this season we saw Kobe at Staples more than we had pre- previously seen. He just had been super busy. Um, and so, like, but now you see him with his daughter going to games, and you just kind of got a glimpse of, like, what their family life was like and how happy he was. And people were saying that he was so content and he was excited about, you know, the prospects of his daughter potentially one day playing, you know, in the WNBA. I think we saw today UConn kind of reacting to yeah. uh, Gigi and putting out, like, basically her jersey number on, on one of their uh, bench bench chairs, which is just another heartbreaking moment again. I think that's really what kind of is hitting people hard sure. is that we We've seen his relationship with his daughter and to see them go. And then obviously our hearts all go out to Vanessa and um, his other daughters that are, are going to have to continue to go through this. Oh, um, tomorrow night's game is canceled or postponed rather between the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, do you think that's the right move? Yeah, I do. Um, and let me, let me just tell you, Larry, and I think you and I both know it it is uh it takes enormous circumstances mm-hmm. to cancel or postpone a game. I mean, yes. we've gone through. Uh, if you remember that one Nets Christmas game against Boston, I think it's still like eighteen inches. That's and right. Still didn't <laughs> postpone it. That's right. Um, it basically takes Hurricane Sandy, or it takes uh you know JFK or MLK to be assassinated, or the Boston Marathon bombings. Uh, the NBA told me that. Um, by their records, as far as they can tell, since 1963, only 14 other games have been postponed wow. due to tragedies or events that were non-weather-related or non-technical-related. And so that tells you what this is. This team, there's just no way that organization, the Lakers, were ready to play this game. Uh, what Kobe meant to that organization, besides having been there for 20 years and having countless relationships, let me just tell you just a quick sample. Uh, Jeannie Buss and, and Kobe are like brothers and sisters. Rob Halinka, the general manager, he was Kobe Bryant's longtime agent. They basically are like brothers. Jason Kidd, assistant coach, played in the Olympic team with them. Obviously, you had LeBron. Dwight Howard played with them. Anthony Davis, Kobe was a mentor to him. I can go on and on and on from every level and layer of the organization that was tied into Kobe. I just felt that there was no way that they would have been able to play tomorrow night, let alone the Clippers who were grieving on Sunday night playing in Orlando. Doc Rivers yeah. was reduced to tears and said he didn't even know what to say to his team about playing this game. Lou Williams, who played with Kobe Bryant, today said he can't stop crying thinking about Kobe Bryant. I just don't think either team was ready to play that game. Um, last thing, and we thank you for taking a couple of minutes out from your sources. What are some of the things we can expect that you know maybe are in some conversation that the NBA is going to do? Maybe at the All Star Game to have a tribute with Kobe. Uh, you know, Mark Cuban's already uh, said that nobody in Mavericks history will ever wear number twenty four again. We're starting to hear maybe that they should do that around the league, like they did with Jackie Robinson in Major League Baseball. What are some of the things that you're starting to hear a little bit through your sources about how the NBA is going to handle this the rest of the year? Because home, this is going to be this is going to be something that's going to take this is going to hold be held over the NBA throughout the playoffs all the way to the yeah, end of the it, season. 
It's still too early, but I know the NBA will handle it magnificently as, as good as they can. I, I think I saw Chris Mannix from SI suggest that one all-star team should wear number eight, the other one wear number 24, which is a brilliant mm. idea. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they will find a way to honor him properly. And then, you know, look, this is not this is not only going to hang on about the whole NBA. I mean, we also have to see how the Lakers handle this. The yeah. Lakers have been the best team in the Western Conference uh, for so long, and now they have this to deal with. Uh, I can't. I can't even imagine how they're going to do it. Everything I've heard so far is that the Lakers are just in total shock, mm. and they are shaken. Um, and it's just going to. It's going to be a while for them to to really see how. I mean, you know, obviously they're going to play on straight adrenaline. Their first game back will be Friday against Portland, and uh, after that, we'll have to see how it goes. And LeBron James posting tonight on Instagram for the first time, talking about it, just basically asking Kobe and God to give him the strength to carry Kobe's legacy on and do everything he can. So you already know how driven LeBron James and the Lakers are going to be, but we've never seen anything like this before. I mean, you know, LeBron's already trying to be, uh, you know, the MVP for the season because he wants people to, you know, eat their words about him having been, you know, uh, uh, done. (laughs) So Hashtag Wash King. (laughs) Exactly. So guess what? (laughs) Somebody who doesn't need motivation gets even more motivation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I would have expected the Lakers to dedicate their season to Kobe Bryant. Um, it has been a magical season so far for them, but yeah, nobody saw anything like this coming. Absolutely not. Hey, all, great talking to you, my friend. We'll, we'll chat again down the road as we get closer to the postseason and monitoring what this uh, Lakers team is going to, how they're going to respond to this tragedy. Anytime, my brother. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Om. Om Yamasuk. We love him. We call him Omi the Homie. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.